Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast. Your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boulay. As always, today we are continuing once again our player review and or preview and review series. I should have been doing this enough times. I should be able to get that right at this point, but... (laughs) our player review slash preview series. And today we are going to be doing it with the guy who definitely one of the most unsung heroes across the league. And without a doubt, the most improved player on the avalanche last season, Valeri Nachushkin. What an unbelievable season for him going from 10 goals in 55 games to well over that 25 points 25 goals this season. I mean, I, why am I having so much trouble with this one? 25 <laughs> goals, 52 points this season for Val Nachushkin, one of the most valuable players in the playoffs. He gets the max eight-year deal at 6.125. You, to, you would have told me that at the beginning of this season. I'd be like, how? Yeah, I mean, we talked about the uh, on the episode with Kel McCarr about a player whose stock improved so drastically over one year. A guy like Val Nachushkin had – I don't think any player's stock has improved ever as much as Val Nachushkin's did. I mean, I know we said that about Kale McCarr in the last episode, but like you mentioned, Val Nachushkin, he was good last year, yeah, like, like the year before. You, like Val went from a guy that's like, yeah, he's a pretty decent like middle six option, I guess. Like you can probably get him for like three million bucks. Very good defensive player. Stone hands, can't finish. Really not a ton of offense there, but very good defensively. Went from that to this season being like, there were certain points where the offense could not run without him. There were certain points. And my favorite part about it is at the beginning of the year, I think on one of the first episodes I did with you, we talked about Val Nechushin is going to be playing top six forward role. Yeah. Is, is this going to be sustainable or are we going to need to trade? And I think I may have said, like, you're probably going to have to acquire someone. At I think we both did. I think yeah. I, I don't remember exactly what Raj said about this. Yeah. But I think he was kind of in the same 
vote. Like no one saw this coming no. from him. I thought like maybe like, yeah, I think you can get some decent production from him with increased minutes. Now you put him with Nazem Kadri and Andre Burakovsky. I think you'll definitely see an uptick in production, but he just, he's going to have to learn how to finish. And he plays the first game against Chicago, picks up a point, immediately hurts his shoulder and then comes back a month later, completely different player. Like the offense struggled without him early in that season. Yeah. He comes back and fixed so many problems. It he was missed, it was immediate. It was unbelievable. He missed 20 games. It's not crazy to say he could have had 35 goals last year. It's, it's not crazy, crazy to say at that. all because he missed 20 games. Like yeah. he could have had 70 points. For a guy who was, um, was it four years ago now with Dallas? He didn't score one goal. Was it yeah, four years ago that, now? Yeah. His, this, that was his third season here. He played 57 games in 18-19 with Dallas. He had zero goals. He had 10 assists and zero penalty minutes. Bought out, complete afterthought. Remember when he signed and a lot of us were just like, why? This guy doesn't do anything. What do we? Why would we even bother with this? Like, yeah, it's a league min deal, but like, it's just going to block Martin Kaut from playing in the <laughs> yep. NHL. It's so it's so funny looking back on that. I don't want to like oh, yeah. dunk on people for saying that because nobody saw this coming. No. Nobody, not me, not you, not anybody. No, no one, one saw Val Nachushkin being a twenty-five goal scorer it's and an integral part and one of the best defensive forwards in the NHL. Like I know the Selkie is the Patrice Bergeron Award. The fact that Nachushkin wasn't a finalist last year is only because he only played 62 games. If he would have played 82 games, I think he's a finalist last year. I yeah, really do. I, I think this year, now that he's established that repertoire, I think he's going to get into that top three. Yeah. Especially the name he made for himself in the playoff. Because Val had the season that he did, and a lot of people were going like, wow, what a great season for Val Nachushkin. It wasn't until the playoffs where people were like, oh, Oh, he's that good. Yeah. Oh, the Avs need Val Nachushkin. You can play in the top line. He was yeah, the top line. Top line, and you can absolutely make the argument that they do not win without Val. The, I would make the case they don't. Yeah. I don't think they win without Valeri. If Nachushkin. they don't have Val, or he gets hurt in Game One against Nashville or something like that, I don't think it's crazy to say they don't win because of just how important he was, game in and game out. I know Kale won the Con Smythe and deserved to, but Val Nachushkin. Game over game. I don't think he ever had a bad shift. No, he the didn't guy have a bad put shift. everything out there on the ice every single night, barely ever made a bad read. And he was an animal. Animal. I think it was there was a quote from Yarmer Yager, I think, that said if if Nachushkin ever figures it out, he's going to be one of the best players in the world. Yeah, that was I think and that was right when he got drafted. I can I think so I can too. find that quote real quick. I think it was Yarmer Yager who said it. Was, it was Yager. I know exactly the one you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. And, and this, this was 2013, Yager on the Chushkin. Maybe it was his best three games I watched, but I said, this guy is going to be one of the best in the world one day. Yager said he's never seen 18-year-old dominate with size and strength like Nachushkin did in the games he watched. That was in 2013. It yeah. took a little bit. And I'm not saying Nachushkin's one of the best players in the world, but what he did this season... That was all that potential being realized. Yes. He proved that he, because he was what, pick sixth or seventh overall? I think 10th. I think 10th. You're probably right. That's yeah. It was, he was the first round pick for Dallas in 2013, 10th overall. He fulfilled that, that expectation. He was picked behind Bo Horvat and picked ahead of Sam Morin. I have no idea who that is. He was a Flyers Uh, draft pick and played 
20 games last year, most he's ever played. Wow. All right. But I mean, that just, he's so big, so fast. And he finally figured out with his stone hands how to score. <laughs> like he, he, he did have terrible goal luck for his first couple of years in Colorado. And then he just finally figured it out this year. I mean, 25 yeah, I mean, goals in the regular season. I mean, he and, earned the nickname stone hands. I mean, the yeah. guy, it, his first two years in Colorado could not finish. That was no. just simply a thing. He did plenty of other things so well, Yeah, but the guy just couldn't finish this year. Figured it out. His yeah. shot increased exponentially. His presence in front of the net increased exponentially. He was scoring every which way. Every which way. And the offense with Val Nachushkin is always just kind of a bonus because he's so good defensively that you, you take any offense you can get from him. But now after this year, I think 25 goals is is the minimum I'm expecting out of him. Yeah, I think that's for what he does for this team and for what he showed last season. Yeah, I'm expecting 25 goals from Val. I mean, he's getting paid for it too. Yeah, like, well, he, yeah. he, well now, now it's not cute anymore. Now you've yeah. got the, the contract that says, 25 goals, please. And if he plays with McKinnon and Rantanen, without a doubt, he'll get that. Without okay. a doubt. Like, he's going, because as good as he is, if McKinnon and Rantanen are on the ice and Makar, they're going to be the focus. They are going to be the focus of every defense, and Valnichushian's just going to be wide open on the back door so many times. And if he can just tap him in, I think 25 goals is the minimum you can expect from Valnichushian going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Especially in a full 82-game season, because again... Like we emphasized this earlier, he only played 62 games this year. He missed 20. Yeah. Like 25 goals in an 82 game season. Yeah, absolutely. Take that all day from us from, I mean, cause you know, McKinnon and Ranton are going to be close to 40. If you get 25 from Nachushkin, it, it's crazy. And we talked about him getting the contract in the off season. And I think it was Sackick or McFarland who said Valeri Nachushkin is an important part of our core. He didn't just say team. He said the core which is involving Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, Gabriel Landeskog, and Kale McCarr, and now Valeri Nachushkin. Yeah, because like, what did we what did we just talk about in the playoffs? They don't win without him. No. Nope. If you can't win without a guy, that makes you a core player. Yeah, and I honestly still think, like, the term for um, Lecky, or not Lecky, Nachushkin is, it, it's long, but he's still a relatively young guy. Yeah, I he's mean, 27, he's and that, 27. that contract's going to expire when he's... 36 if I'm doing 35 yeah 35 like that's not that bad it's not terrible and it's it's what I said when the contract was signed immediately after it was signed would you rather have Val Nachushkin signed for eight years and potentially have to deal with him falling off at the end of that contract or not have Val at all you signed him to the eight-year deal because another team was going to offer him probably seven times seven and a half or something like that. If he hit the open market, like a team like the devils or any team with a general manager that has a functioning brain would have offered him whatever he wanted. Having him at 6.125, especially if he can continues, this is a steal. And you, you deal with the later years of the contract as they come. It is so funny to me that Val Nachushkin went from being at the beginning of the year, like, Oh, we may like we'll probably resign him, and then it became oh he's our most most important free agent above like, Darcy, like more important than our goalie. Yeah, and Nazem Kadri, who Nazem Kadri had a career year as well, so he he deserved that money. I agree, he probably would have gotten. I don't think it's crazy. I think he could have got someone would have offered him eight million. Yeah, I really think I, I don't him. think that's nuts at all. I mean, it's like 
some of those lower end teams like Ottawa, Buffalo that really want to add like those kind of guys to their roster. I think he definitely would have gotten close to eight. I don't know if he would have gotten over eight, but I think the biggest offer he would have gotten would have been very close. Yeah, very, very close to that. And I mean, we've talked about the regular season, but and we've touched on the playoffs. His playoff performance was he was the third best player for the Avalanche. Plain plain and simple. And, he was and the there were player. and there were nights he was the best. He was the best. And I mean, my favorite game for Val Nachushkin is game three against Edmonton. I, I think he, he had two goals in that game. He did. And he was just he was a beast, man. He, he's a beast of a human being. And he put it all together. And then we go into the Stanley Cup final. He breaks his foot. Like he has a severely broken foot. Still goes out there and you don't even notice. You that don't even was one of the parts of that series where I was like, I was terrified. I was like, if Val can't move, like we're going into game six in Tampa. If we can't win this game, because now Val's hurt and that's a massive blow to us, even if he's played, that was probably the most scared I ever was. The second oh, yeah. that the security blanket of Val was even just a little bit compromised. I was like, this is bad. This is really, really, really bad. Yeah, because in games one and two, he was in that Stanley Cup final. His forechecking and goal scoring in that first two games was out of this world good. His forecheck alone gave the Tampa Bay Lightning so many fits, and he just never stops. He never stops forechecking, and he's so good at it. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Like especially in those early parts of the the Tampa series, games one and two, I think he alone was one of those guys that made Tampa realize, like this is not Montreal from no. last year. This is not Dallas. This is not the Leafs in the first round that took you to seven. You have to respond to us, yeah. especially having to go against a guy like Val Nachushkin. Really hammered it home that. This is our series to win. You have to respond to us because every time we have this guy on the ice, you can't do anything. You can't. You literally can't do anything. And he just never quits. He's the Energizer Bunny. Um, best nickname in hockey, the Choo Choo Train. I yeah. mean, come on. It's it's not even just because his name ends with Choo. It's because he's a fucking freight train on the <laughs> ice. He just goes right through you. He goes right through you. And... We're not much of analytics guys. I, I am not going to pretend to be um, some guy who knows analytics. I'm not smart. I, I fully accept that. But I can understand the fact when Jay Fresh tweets out these scorecards and you look at guys like Kale McCarr and then, oh, there's a guy right behind him named Valeri Nachushkin. And I know yeah. you have the stats, so read I, them out. I have it right here. When he signed when he signed his extension, Jay Fresh tweeted this out. You guys can go look at this too, at Jay Fresh Hockey. Just look up from Jay Fresh Nachushkin. Projected wins above replacement, 96%. And that means like he's in the 96th percentile. There's 4% of players above him in that category. Offense, 95%. Defense, 95%. Even strength offense and defense, I should say. Penalty kill, 87. Finishing, the bit one of the big things this season, 75%. All like he is just blue across the board and everything but power play. I mean, he's an analytical oh, no. darling. Yeah, he he is the analytical darling. Yeah, and he and he was even before he had all these points this season. It was because you look at his cards in Dallas as well. 
you go all the way down to his last year in Dallas. He was 10% projected wins above replacement, 5% offense, 1% finishing. I don't even know how he was at 1%. He didn't score. It's zero <laughs> goals. And zero goals over 60, 97% even strength defense. This was always there under the hood with him. And remember his first season here where he ha- he had that incredible season. He didn't score a ton, but he was yeah. so unbelievably good defensively that his analytics were through the roof. Yeah. And like when you compare them to everyone else, like re- remember that little like, uh, I forget who it was. I think it was Evolving Hockey would just kept saying Val for heart over dry sidle. Yeah. Hey everybody, hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1 thousand dollars that's right make your first bet up to one thousand dollars and if you don't win you'll get another shot to cash in you can throw down on all the major action for baseball golf mma and more plus with same game parlays spreads money lines over unders and props your betting options feel endless even though hockey's over there is still plenty to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook and best of all DraftKings is safe secure and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, back to the episode. He was fantastic. I remember... Because he didn't crack the lineup opening night when he first signed with the Avs. He didn't crack the opening night lineup. Um, and he came in, I think, like a game or two later. And he scored. And I remember Steve and I and Jeff were sitting next to each other up there. And it was like, hell yeah, Nachushkin finally scored. He broke the streak. Little did we know. Like, Nachushkin's probably the next jersey I'm getting. Like, yeah. It, I love it, especially now that he's going to be here for eight yeah. years. Like, he's probably the next jersey I'm getting. Um, and... I just, I can't, can you think of a player who had a bigger jump in the past 10 years that who who had completely changed the narrative about himself in the past 10 years? I mean, going from a guy who was like, like this guy is a bum, like already played in the KHL guy has no drive, no passion. And like, what are the, what are the abs doing? Even wasting a league min contract on this guy. This is a complete and utter waste of time to, the Avalanche literally do not win the Stanley Cup without this player. I'm sure someone has that kind of story. I can't think of it. I can't think of one either. Like, I'm trying to remember in recent memory. Because, like, even when those do happen, they're flashes in the pan. Yeah. Like, you like, I, my Caps example is nowhere close to Nachushkin, but Devontae Smith-Pelly, where he comes in. I think he was bought out in New Jersey. The Caps signed him to a league-man deal. He has a pretty good regular season, scores a ton of goals in the playoffs. Never like that again. Val's not going to do that. No. He's just not like he's, he's not he's that playing, kind of player. Yeah, he's playing top six minutes too, so he's going to get like the if, if anything, his numbers this season finally reflected some of the stuff that's going yeah. on under the hood. If anything, those seasons before were the outliers, hmm. which is weird to say because when you do look at his point, his point totals are hilarious to look. <laughs> they at. are. They're they really are funny really funny. Like you look at ten points in Dallas, zero goals, 
13 goals, 27 points his first year year, 10 goals, 21 points last season in 55 games. Then this year, uh, 25 goals, 52 points in 62 games. Like there, that's hilarious. He's almost a point per game player. He's almost there. And I really think he has a chance to be a point per game player going forward, just with who he's playing with and all that stuff. I, I don't think it's crazy to say he gets there. Um, I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my head around who is a player who like, like all the players I'm thinking of are like players who were really good players and they had a down year and then they went to a contender and had a really good year. Like, I can't think of a player who was considered a draft bust that finally lived up to their potential six years. Especially, like not, especially not on the echelon of Val, like 10th overall pick in a pretty good draft class. Yeah. Goes to Russia, then comes back and is still considered to be terrible and yeah. finally goes somewhere else as still took two years to really break out of this like analytical darling territory where no one really knows much about him other than that. And then finally turns into 25 goal score, one of the most important players on the Stanley Cup winners and one of the best defensive players in hockey. Like there are players that have had these stories. I don't think like this. I don't think there is like the only player that comes to mind and it's not even close is Dylan Strom. Because remember when he was in Arizona, he was terrible. And then he went to Chicago, had a couple good years. Yeah, I feel like Strom hasn't done that yet. No. Could. And it wouldn't. I also feel like it wouldn't be that big of a surprise. No. Like, I really don't think, like, usually if you're a draft bust, you are bust. You cannot yeah. escape that. Val Nechuskin has escaped that and probably exceeded expectations for a 10th overall pick. I mean, the Avs just have good luck with 10th overall picks. You got Miko and uh, and uh, Val. And then you go to the fourth pick and you got Kalen Bow. So, I mean, maybe that, those are just the lucky numbers um, for players. But, I mean, it just goes back to Joe Sackick having the – uh, he didn't get stuck in the moment. He looked in the future. He signed a Chushkin to that deal and got criticized for it league wide. And now you look back on that three years later and you go, what a fucking genius Joe Sackick is. Yeah. I mean, he had him at 8.5 that season, 2.5 for the next two years. And now he has his big boy contract at 6.125 until 2030. I was going to be here. Crazy. For a minute, I'm going to be 29 when that contract Bro, expires. I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I think I'll be close to the same age as Val. I'll be 36. Yeah. Like so, that, he's going to be here for a minute now. Yeah. He's going to be here for a minute and he deserves it, man. Like I just, this is why analytics, like I still don't understand them, but this is why analytics are very important in hockey because the abs, I think probably about eight years ago, really switched their mentality from, um, we're just going to look at hockey stuff. And they really started focusing on the analytical data and the analytics guarantee you. That's why they signed Val Nechushkin because they looked at that stuff. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it was a low risk, high reward signing. Yeah. Whereas like, even if it didn't work out, it's 850, you bury him. You and bury it turns him. out uh, three years later, he's one of your most important players. I mean, analytics, they're an important tool yeah. to be used. And they can't be your only thing, but yeah. they, they, they're important. Yeah, I mean, and the Avs, they're probably one of the team teams that most of all in the NHL invest in their analytics and make sure that they're accurate. Yep. And that's what got them Val Nechushkin. That's what has led to all of their moves this season and in seasons past, like acquiring guy that we're going to talk about next in Arturi Lekkinen. Like, they're smart. They know what they're doing. That's why I trust all of their signings. Even, yeah. if, even if it doesn't make sense on the surface, it makes sense to them. So that's good enough for me. I mean, look at the last couple of guys they've signed on uh, like vet men deals. I mean, you had Jack Johnson, you had 
Val. Who else was there that they signed? Like PTO, yeah, like, Dar- like Darren Helm, like he yeah. was a league men guy. They got Cogliano at the deadline. Like they That's just coming. find these guys that no one else wants, and they turn them into they just work in the app system. So um, let's start previewing for next year for Val. Um, granted, if he stays healthy. I honestly think he could miss a couple games at the beginning of the year because his foot, I've heard stuff I've read, is he's still not fully healed from that. Um, His day with the cup, I think, was his last day on crutches. Yeah. So, I mean, he may miss some time to start the year, which is fine. I mean, that's the price you pay for winning the Stanley Cup. It's October, regular season. Who cares? That's what he did last year. Clearly it works. So, I, I really do agree with you. I think 25 goals is the minimum we're expecting from him. I think if he plays 75 games, I think he gets to 30 this year. I think he gets 30 point, 30 goals and 35 assists. Like 65, 70 points is where I see Val at. Yeah, I mean, if he plays the full 82, I don't think that's nuts at all. I still, I still think he's going to hover around that 25 goal mark. I'm going, I'm going to say he scores 27 next year okay. and score about maybe probably similar to that in assists. I'm going to say like. Especially if he's playing with McKinnon and Ranton, I'm going to say 35 assists. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, you're talking 65, 70 points out of Val for six million. That's all you can really like. That's that's good value. So, and I, I think we're kind of lowballing him. Honestly, I, he could he could do more. Like we're, we may be lowballing him, but he just has exceeded expectations every year that I wouldn't be surprised if. Like, how crazy would it be if he gets 100 points? It's not going to happen. It's, it's not going to happen. But like. He's not the playmaker for 100, but that'd be crazy if he got there. It definitely would be. I mean, he's just – he now he has the confidence, and if he plays as good defensively as he did last season, I think he's going to get that Selkie considerate because Selkie's just such a dumb award sometimes. Like, no one actually pays attention to stuff like that, especially the to, voters. They just give it to Patrice Bergeron. Yeah, they day. just give it to Bergeron. And But if you're good last year and we're – like Ryan O'Reilly, like the, he won the Stanley Cup. And everything, and the next year is like, oh, now he's the best defensive player in the NHL. Yeah. I think Val is going to get a lot of that same treatment. I mean, Bergeron's probably still going to win it because he's if he's officially signed in Boston now. It's all, it's so funny to me that Bergeron just signed with Boston. He's the reigning Selkie winner. Yeah, Bergeron's Man. probably going to win it again. O'Reilly's going to be up there, Lindholm, like all those guys. But I think Val's going to be top three. I wouldn't be surprised about that too. I think Selkie's definitely in his future, um, and like and- a winger. Like you yeah. don't usually see that stuff from wingers. The only guy you have that conversation with or even have had it over the last several years is Mark Stone. Yeah, I mean, he is the best defensive winger in the NHL right now. I don't think that's much of a question. Um, and could you make the case he's a top 10 winger in the league? I think that might be pushing it a little bit, but defensively, he's absolutely the best defensively. Yeah, he's the best defensive. He's, he's climbed up from like, the 40th in wings to he's, he's pushing top 15, top 10. Yeah, Like he, like you have to talk, you have to ask the question at least. Yeah. And I, I don't, I know we're super biased abs fans. And I think that maybe, maybe light. Like I, I really think at the end of this year, we could be talking about, he's a top 10 forward in this league. Yeah. Especially I think top 10 forward might be pushing it, but top winger, 10 winger, excuse me. Yeah. I did not mean to say top 10 forward, top 10 winger yeah. in this league. Yeah. Cause I know the NHL network is about to do their rankings of the top 20 wingers. I'm interested to see if, Battles I, it. I think he might be on like the early parts of that list. Yeah, for sure. I think so too. Stanley so, Cup champion, the season he had, how important he was. I think they actually be kind of nuts not to put him in the top yeah. 20. I can't, th- like you could probably name off like 10 better, but I think you start to get in that like 
like 12 to 20 range where you're like, okay. Yeah. In terms of like second line wingers, I don't think there is a better one. No, no, there's not. I mean, it's crazy to think because we, if you would have told me that this was the contract that Berkey would have signed last off season, I would have been like, oh, it's a steal. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, so so he did what Val did and he like surpassed all expectations, scored 35 goals and finally like broke through for like 70 points yeah that, like that would have been the contract i would have expected berkey to sign uh, he still did he signed for what five years 5.25 5.5 i think he signed just under six million for six years i should know this this is my whole shtick yeah I, i'll find yeah uh but i mean that's the type of contract i expected berkey to get not Val. so yeah, 5.5 for one two three four five years it's a pretty good deal for Berkey. I still like that deal for him. That's a good. And he went to a, a team that I don't. That's a fair deal for a 27 year old who yeah. still has more to prove. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know what else to say about Val Nichushkin. He's part of the core now with the Avalanche. He is one of the best defensive forwards in the league. He's going to play top line minutes. We're both kind of in agreement. He's going to be in that 70 ish point range. Um, I just really, I don't know what else to say about that guy. If I were to give Val a grade. Just based off expectations, I, I hate doing this because I think it's every player we've done. I think he gets an A plus, man. I, I, I just I, based like, off who, expectations. Who, who we given A pluses to so far? McKinnon, McCarr. I think I gave McKinnon an A, and I give I gave Landeskog an A plus. I, I think you gave Landeskog. Yeah, I gave Landeskog an A plus. I gave McCarr an A plus, and I'm gonna give Val an A plus because, yeah. like you said. Based on the expectations we had for him, it was like, yeah, he he might be good in that second line role. We're probably going to have to make a move to we literally do not succeed without this guy in less than a year. That's an A+. plus. Mm-hmm. Like, when I give out these grades, I ask, what could they have done better? What could Val have done better? Played 80 games. Yeah. That's about it. Like that, that, like, that's about it. Like, he missed the early part of the season, and after that, he really didn't miss much. Yeah. So when I, broken foot. <laughs> yeah, when, when I ask what more could Val have done based on the expectations that we had for him, I come to the conclusion, nothing. That's an A plus to me. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. So, I mean, what a pickup, what a player. And he's another guy, like, I, I don't think he's peaked yet. Like, I think he can still get better. Yeah, I think, I think we'll have at least three to four years of this version of Val. Yeah, I think that's fair. And then even in that latter lighter part of that contract, he may not be scoring as much, but I fully expect his defense play to be just as good as it was. Yeah. Like I, we could be I, looking I, at that contract in 2029 being like, yeah, this may be a buyout candidate, but yeah, like that's something like we might have to attach like a draft pick to or something yeah. like that. But, but like defensive ability as that spoken as someone who like grew up playing defense in every sport, that's not really something that just goes away no. over time. You always have that defensive IQ. Yeah, he may go from being a guy who's top six to a guy like Darren Helm or Andrew Cogliano near the end. And that's I I think Val is going to play out that contract. Yes, he will. He's going to be be, the abs are set up now for a good five year run where they could win three more cups. They could win two more cups like they, they they have their core locked up for these next five years that they are going to be good for a very long time. Yeah, like they even if they don't win, they have everything that they need to yep. win multiple cups from here on out. And Val is one of those massive parts of that. Correct. And the next player we're going to talk about is another massive part of that. Yeah. So I, I know I said it earlier, but the next guy we're going to talk about is Arturi Lekkinen. And I'm going to spend that entire episode gushing about how 
on God's green earth did we sign this guy for five years? Yeah. That, I'm already doing it now. We're not even on his episode yet. Yeah, we got to save it. So they come back yeah. to listen the next in uh next couple of days. So there's that's a little preview for that. Uh Christian, unless you've got any last second wisdom on Val, I, I think we're all good for this one. Choo choo, baby. Took one of what the greatest a, pictures of all time and when he won the cup, too. So what a player. So glad that we have him for eight more years and just one of the key pieces of this team. No one had a bigger improvement than nope. Val this season. He gets an emphatic A+. Plus. I, I don't know if I'm going to give out any more A-pluses on the rest of this episode. Will, Probably once we think about it, but yep. we'll see where it all goes in time. That's it for Val Nachushkin. Thank you all so very much for tuning in as always. Always, that's going to do it for us on this edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Use promo code Tell It Abs It Is at SeatGeek for $20 off your first order of $50 or more. Use promo code THPN at DraftKings for access to exclusive offers, as mentioned earlier in the episode. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at GYoungsNHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore Belay, and you can follow the show at tell it abs it is but that's going to do it for us with Val we will be back in a couple of days talking about one of the best acquisitions Joe Sackick has ever made with Arturi Lekkinen but until then let's go abs <laughs>